At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome in. Yeah, it is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch, Paul, we're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino, and we are loaded to the gills over the next three hours. We have Matt Humans in 45 minutes, Paul Stone coming up. Pat Forty on the program today, and Derek Stevens will be in studio, Paulie, in two hours from right now. The owner, the CEO of this great resort, will talk Circus Survivor on the board today. It says less than 7,000 people. So we'll get his uh, rundown of uh, strategies, and we'll ask him if the Cardinals tanking, good or bad, for the contest. Uh, I don't know what that was last night by Clemson, but there's nothing like starting the season week one by lighting a bunch of money on fire. Uh, I, ma- I made sure to bet them only twice, though, with their win total. I grabbed over 10 twice. Thank God I didn't do it a third time. And now they have to run the table if I want to win that bet. So I have no chance. If you give me a push right now, I would be the happiest person uh, at the network this morning. They looked terrible last night. And it like wh- Taj Boyd, where have you gone? Oh. Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence. Hello, is this thing on? And the uh, talent across the board anyway. This... Like, when you watch Florida State play the other night, as we said yesterday, they got dudes all over the place. Like, where are the dudes on Clemson? What has happened to Dabo? Now, they're fine. They, have, they do have a lot of talent. But you saw what Florida State could play to, to, like, their power rating. And last night, Clemson, it's not the same team. It's not the same program that we're uh, used to watching under Dabo Sweeney. It just isn't. Pure and simple. Mm-hmm. He did say it was the strangest game he's been a part of. They had first and goal twice and fumbled. And one of them led to a long return and set up a Duke touchdown. And then the 50-yard touchdown by the quarterback, Leonard. Uh, I love the mom saying, you suck every game. <laughs> the text. But can Nice he, tackling. Yeah, feel free to tackle somebody. I got to give Dan Orlovsky credit at ESPN. He's been saying this for a long time. This is when they were going to the playoff every year. He said, your offensive scheme sucks and no one talks about it because you have Watson and Trevor Lawrence and it covers a, a lot of it up. Mm. So winning's a great deodorant, but it's been a problem for a long time. 
He has refused to adjust with the times. He loves to blame his players when things go wrong. Uh, he he hates the NIL. He can't keep up. No. Right? No, absolutely. He hates the NIL. No. Yep. So, uh, you know, over 10, dead on arrival. And it remains to be seen if they can win this conference. I would bet against it. They have the huge game coming up at the end of the month at home against Florida State. But that is Duke's first win against a top 10 team since 1989. And that was ugly. No doubt about it. It's, it's funny because when that game was unfolding last night in the first half and Duke had the two fumbles to basically keep Clemson in the game. I mean, that could have been well, no, good point. nine nothing yeah, Duke yeah. or like 13 nothing Duke at some point. And then they're talking about it on the broadcast. People are tweeting this out. It's like, yeah, remember Duke last year had some of the best fumble luck in the entire country. Funny how in one game that's going to catch up with them and uh, kind of revert back to the norm. And then it just completely flipped again. And it's funny how, and I'll bring up Clemson for uh, Clemson and Florida State for a third time because they are supposed to be the two best teams in the ACC again this year. But everything that went Florida State's way Sunday night with LSU not being able to convert near or at the goal line, the same thing could be said last night for Clemson. So it went the Seminoles' way on Sunday night, and it did not go Clemson's way last night. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, if you're on Florida State futures, like sometimes you look at it and you're like, okay, this team... you. How did that happen with a team for the entire year? Like TCU. How the hell did TCU make the national title game last year? They won all those one-score games. Guess what? They lost their first game this season. It was a one-score game. It's going to come back to the norm a little bit. Like the team of destiny, it's not what I'm saying, but sometimes a team gets their breaks. So far, so good for Florida State and the exact opposite for the Clemson Tigers. You know, it wasn't that long ago where it was just a a, a no-brainer that he was going to take over for Saban when Saban calls it quits. Mm -hmm. And now he's way down the list. If, if it was the Saban decides to retire when that happens, who Alabama would look at? How bad this has been the last couple of years. The other side, good point. Their only touchdown was set up by the, the fumbled punt deep in Duke territory. But M- Mike Elko's done an incredible job here as well. Oh, no question. I really like I like Cutcliffe a lot. And you can't argue with his resume. But they were getting stale and were winning three, four games. And Elko comes in and does it again. It's the first time they've done this since 1989. So, well, they excellent also- job. They appear to have a quarterback who's going to be playing on Sundays mm-hmm. somehow, some way. And then when you look at Clemson's schedule, after one game, they do have Florida State coming up in three weeks. I tweeted this out last night. I asked the question, when they play that game in Clemson, how many points will Florida State be favored by now? Because remember, on the games of the year, Clemson was, I think, like two, two and a half. And uh, I said you could vote between zero and Two and a half points. Will Florida State be a three-point favorite? Three and a half or more? Or they will not be favored? Uh, people saying three and a half or more. 60% of the vote right now saying three. And a, would you take three and a half with Clemson at home? Yeah, I probably would. I would consider um, that. Se- I would consider on that the line. as well. Yeah, season on the line. Everything, yeah, right. But I will tell you. I mean, and that, everything, everything went against them last night. Yeah. After that game, they have to go and play at Syracuse. And that has yeah. been like a house of horrors for this program. That's oh, the point. exact next week. There's always a surprise loss that they have. Sure. Yeah. And so, again, not to overreact after one game, but with how they just, they didn't look good last night. They play at Miami and at NC State back-to-back weeks. That's before they play Notre Dame at home. They get North Carolina and they're at South Carolina to finish the year. Yep. Clemson over 10 might be the worst win total bet. That might be the worst bet I made all year in college football. Let's yeah. hope it is. Yeah. As you said before the show, give me the push right now. Oh, God, I would gladly take that. You know, I'll kick someone while they're down, too. I'll tell you, DJ looked pretty good Sunday as well. <laughs> so it's not, you can't blame him. 
He was twenty of twenty five with three touchdowns. Yeah, he did. He did. He did look good against San Jose State. Yeah, and that offense last night just looked completely broken. It looked outdated. It also is like you're asking the question. They've had some pretty good receivers over the years too. Oh sure, like T Higgins was phenomenal. Um, Justin Ross, who made the fifty three man roster for the Chiefs, Williams was thought of another yep. one. Right, yep. they've had studs at wide receiver. It's like, um, are you still like getting guys that are close to what you had for a good seven eight year run? Renfro. Doesn't look like it. No kidding. Right? And just guys like all over the field defensively. Now, I will say their defensive line, it's like they're going to have parts that will be absolutely fine this year and probably elite. Like they do have guys on defense. But for game one to get off the ground and you start that way, it's it's like the offense never really even practiced uh, in the offseason. Yep. It was terrible, Paulie. Pee-wee football stuff, simple handoff stuff, fumbling the exchange. and uh, Yes, uh, uh, yeah. not uh, knowing when to keep it or when to hand nope, it off to the running back. Nope, I'm that. confused here. What do I do? I reached out to Eric and the guys at William Hill and Caesars, and I said, you got to put this prop up. Will a two-loss team make the playoff? So now, because Alabama plays Texas now Saturday, Texas loses that game. Are they going to run the table in the Big 12? Clemson already has a loss. We're going to expect carnage in the Pac-12. LSU has a loss. Ohio State didn't look good. I mean, this is this is wide open, wide open this year. Okay, I, I always love this prop as well. How many teams will be undefeated in the regular season at the end of the year? Very good. Uh-huh. I always I always want to put uh-huh. like a half a game or a half a team, I should say, or at tops one and a half. I never want to go more than one and a half teams. And that, by the way, you have to include the group of five in that as well. If you do that, then I think you make it one and a half. If you only go power five teams and ask the question, how many undefeated teams will we have? Like, what's that number this year? Do you think we'll have, again, 12 games regular season, not talking about anything beyond that. Will we have two? I would set it one and a half because of the Georgia angle. Because Georgia's so good and... Uh, Their schedule is so And, and they're trying to keep favorable. the winning streak going. Yeah, yeah. But it's... The other thing is that it's fun to root against this guy. You know, he likes to pop off when they're winning. And he likes to be opinionated. And, you know, God forbid you pay the kids who are doing all the labor, right? For sure. God forbid. You know, you got to get your money, Dabo. So that was, that's, this is wild how it's, uh, the last couple of years has gone. They've gone. But, that again, that's full marks to Orlovsky. It's easy. It, it's very difficult to say when a team's in the playoff oh, every no, year. You're right. But to point out, hey, you don't know what you're doing offensively. You just have so much talent. It covers up well, how bad it looks. But now you don't have this abs- uh, amount of talent. And now you see how bad it's been the last yeah. couple of years. And maybe maybe you go 10-3 and three every year now. Who knows? And by, by the way, on that note, so what we're talking about right now, basically it's, it might sound like an overreaction or a one-game sample size. It really isn't. It goes back the last couple of years. And what the offense truly did look like once Trevor Lawrence said, yeah, I'm done, I'm going to go to the NFL. And once that five-star prospect is gone and some of those receivers are going to go bye-bye with him and there's no more yeah. Deshaun Watson and he can't keep up, I mean... Klubnik was a really good recruit, but does he look like he's anywhere close to Lawrence or Watson? Not sure. even in the same atmosphere. You know, come on. I'll, I'll use an analogy. It's like Coach K and Roy Williams. It's just an embarrassment of talent. But at the end of the day, how how, how good are these guys? Are you developing these players? Mm-hmm. What do you run when the game's on the line? That's Alan Boston's line forever on Coach forever about Coach K. Mm-hmm. Tie game, two minutes left. The guy can't drop a play to save his life. Sure. What are you going to give me here, you know, Coach? Yeah, give absolutely. me something good that looks good yeah. on the court. Uh, Calipari, same thing. That's exactly right. Look, look at how many players go to the NBA from Kentucky and they turn into like superstars. You know that Shea Gildius Alexander is 12 to 1 to win the MVP? He's the guy that I wanted to bet on this year. I can't take 12 to 1 on him. The guy's phenomenal. 
They drafted Casey Wallace. Watch what Casey Wallace turns into in the NBA. It's uh, we could spend a half an hour on that talking about Kentucky players once they make the league, yeah, and how they just that's when they blossom and turn into these unbelievable players. And meanwhile, they were kind of like held back a little bit under Calipari. Yeah, that's that's a great analogy that you brought up with uh, this well, guy. Yeah, you're not a good coach. You're just a used car salesman, and you got a right. bag man next to you, so it's easy to recruit when sure. you just say, "We'll offer you this when you come to our school." Right. We have endless funds. Here's a duffel bag. You're a five-star kid. We're going to grab you and uh, 15 other players who look exactly like you. And then, you know, we're going to get the football, put it on, going to you know, kick it off, and then let's go win some games, fellas. See what we can do. But that, they brought in the OC from TCU. Yeah. What, what am I missing here? I know. I know. That hasn't worked out either so far. Look like the same, 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 yes. same crap last night. Yep. No doubt about T- it. TCU looked like uh, a version of their self on steroids on Saturday despite losing to Colorado. I don't care if Duke wins nine games. That's still embarrassing. That yeah, is. National TV, 13-point yep. favorite. You look like that. Win some, lose some is up next. It's too bad this kid missed so many games. I'll tell you who that is and follow the money. It's VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. is Follow the Money on v The best Thursday of the year coming up. It's all about NFL opening night. Football's back. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL, hooking new customers up with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place a $5 NFL bet and you get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code FOLLOW. Get $200 Use code FOLLOW, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours, and they're great contest. ATS, pick them, and the survivor entry fees, dollar, $10, $100, and the pick them contest, $550, $500, 5000 and $50,000 with a million guaranteed. Get up there to DraftKings. Good luck. 
huge week here. Yeah, you're exactly right. Thursday, can't wait. Matt Humans joins the program now, VEASAN host. His show is called VEASAN Tonight. It's 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, Monday through Friday. And then on Friday night, it's going to be, right, Matt? This is an awesome week. Debut here of the Friday Circa Invitational. And uh, the everybody is set in the contest. And uh, this is going to be a lot of fun the entire year once again. Yeah, really looking forward to this. Year number two, the Circa Friday Football Invitational. Derek Stevens is going to be in studio with me Friday night, 6 p.m. Pacific. Obviously, 9 Eastern. We're going to uh, kick it off with Derek, and we have 16 handicappers, seven best bets each week. And uh, one of those plays will be designated as the best bet for tiebreaker purposes. And last year, the tiebreaker actually determined the winner and the third-place finisher, so that's important. But uh, what you're going to get, there's a lot of value in this show, and especially the final hour. We're going to uh, announce all 112 plays from the 16 contestants and we have four auxiliary contestants uh, not competing for prize money, which is uh, Mike Palm of Circa, the VP. And um, we've got a, a computer-generated AI picks that are uh, is going to compete, but not for prizes, and then Wes Reynolds and myself. So actually, you're going to have 140 plays announced in the final hour of that show, which is going to be live Friday night from Circa and also replayed Saturday morning. And Chris the Bear Felica of Fox Sports returns as the uh, defending champ. We got a great field of 16 handicappers, including a couple of uh, former circuit contest winners. And uh, really looking forward to kicking this thing off Friday night. Okay, so you had a rough week one from what you told us during the break, betting college football, looking to bounce back yep. here in week two. Uh, is this too big of an overreaction here with the Colorado-Nebraska number? You know, I saw Chris Andrews, South Point Sportsbook Director, tweeted last night that over the summer he opened Nebraska as a nine-point favorite in this game, hmm. and he took a total of $200 on Colorado. And now all of a sudden Colorado's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Circa opened five, which I thought was a little bit high. I expected an overreaction. Now, when you, when you bet these uh, games early in the season, I think a lot of times week two in the NFL, week two in college football, is a great time to bet against some of the overreactions. Now, I'm not really that stunned that Colorado did what it did against uh, TCU because I thought the Horned Frogs were not going to be very good, probably a little bit overrated. I think a lot of people wanted to bet against Coach Prime either because they don't like him or they didn't want to be considered square and buying into the Buffalo's hype. But you also have mm-hmm. to take a deep look at TCU and say, hey, that, that team weighing 20 and a half is not that good. I said last week I thought that Colorado's starting 22 is more talented than TCU. But now you're going to – it's a totally different type of game this week. A Nebraska defense, they'll actually look pretty good against Minnesota. And I know the Minnesota offense doesn't have a lot of big play potential. But the Nebraska defense will have 3.6 yards per play and just 55 rushing yards last week against Minnesota. Cornhuskers should have won that game. They allowed 251 total yards but committed four turnovers and the quarterback, Jeff Sims, had a poor game. Matt Rule's – Got to have a coaching edge against Coach Prime. All the hype around the Colorado football team this week is, uh, I think, playing into the hands of uh, Nebraska because the Cornhuskers just took a brutal loss in a game they should have won. They're going to come in highly highly motivated here. And uh, I'll take three and a half with Nebraska. I think the defense is going to be a big step up from what Colorado's offense faced a week ago. And, hey, look, the Buffaloes do have some legitimate big-time talent on that offense. They're going to win more games than people thought they were going to win. Uh, but 
I like how the situation sets up for Nebraska. I think you're going to see a Cornhuskers offense play much better this week, especially the quarterback, Jeff Sims, who turned it over uh, too many times. And um, I like these I like these major adjustments and overreactions. I like to play on these in week two of college in the NFL, and I think Nebraska fits the bill here. I'm expecting uh, Nebraska to limit uh, possessions in this game, kind of shorten the, shorten the game, shorten the clock, and uh, – I like the Cornhuskers getting three and a half. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they win the game. You like to buy on bad news as well. Uh, you have a mm-hmm. couple home dogs here, and it was ugly in the first game for yeah. Texas Tech after blowing a 17 nothing lead. They're playing uh, at home against Oregon, and then you also have Baylor. Baylor routed at home at twenty, but uh, seventeen to one on the money line by Texas State. Now Utah goes to Baylor. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm probably not going to be on Baylor because Blake Shape and the quarterback is out. So I'm not uh, sure what to do with that one. But as far as Texas Tech, yeah, no doubt I'm going to be on the Red Raiders. And this was a preseason plan to play Wyoming in week one against Texas Tech and then play on Tech in week two against Oregon. Yeah, the Ducks put up 81 points, but it was against Portland State. And Mm -hmm. Texas Tech was up 17-0 in that game in uh, Laramie and then went flat. And Wyoming was one of the few winners I had, and the Cowboys came back and won that game in overtime. But that's one of the Mountain West's best defenses Wyoming's got with 10 starters back. So I don't think it should be a a big surprise to a lot of people that Tech got stunned in that game. But I like the fact that Tech lost the game. And now it's coming home, looking to bounce back. And, um, again, it's still a Tech team that a lot of people love before the season. Don't forget that. Just because – Tech uh, blew that game up in uh, Laramie. Doesn't mean the Tech's not going to bounce back and play much better this week. And this number was projected to be around three or three and a half. And now you're getting six and a half. I'm going to wait to see if I can grab a seven this week in Texas Tech. I haven't bet it yet. But uh, if not, I'll just take the six and a half with the Red Raiders, who I think have a great shot to win this game as well. So, again, another overreaction to Oregon looking good against a weak opponent and Tech losing a, a tough road game in week one. I expect to see a much better Tech team this week. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and VSIN host Matt Humans is our guest. You also like Arizona State plus the four against Oklahoma State. You can expand on that, or we can go NFL here too in the next couple of minutes, Matt, uh, that we have left, because like you, I'm going to be on a bunch of dogs this week in week one. Which ones really stand out to you? Well, I, you know, I took some numbers on uh, some of these dogs over the summer. I knew I was going to play all dogs in week one because I love the way it sets up for a bunch of these dogs. I took Titans plus three and a half, Steelers plus three, Raiders plus four and a half, Giants plus three and a half. You know, I would still recommend Titans at three, Steelers at two and a half. I think the Steelers have an elite top 10 defense with TJ Watts on the field. Boza's out for the 49ers. And uh, obviously now a lot of people like the Steelers in this game based on how well Mm -hmm. uh, they played in the preseason. But I'll still play the Steelers here because I expect them to win the game against a Brock Purdy-led offense. That uh, is probably going to be pretty good. But still, Brock Purdy has very few snaps since he suffered that injury at the end of last season. Going on the road here against uh, T.J. Watt and this Pittsburgh uh, D is going to be – the best defense Brock Purdy's facing is short NFL career by far. Uh, so Titans, I think, are going to be a good play. Steelers, Raiders, uh, I'm surprised they were getting four and a half and still four at Denver because I thought the Raiders showed a lot of positive signs in the preseason, and they've got more playmakers on offense than the Broncos do. Giants, uh, I really like the Giants Sunday night against the Cowboys. I'm surprised this number's three and a half. I, 
I think it's more of a pick'em type of game. And I know the Cowboys have owned the series recently, but that doesn't mean anything going into this game this week. Uh, Brian Dable is going to have that uh, offense playing at a high level. From what I've seen in the preseason, I think the Giants have made a lot of personnel improvements on defense. I expect the Giants to win. I'm taking three and a half. That's my favorite play Ooh. in week one of the NFL. I had planned to be on the Colts against the Jaguars, but when I envisioned this game over the summer, I thought Gardner Minshew was going to be a quarterback and Jonathan Taylor at running back for the Colts. Mm-hmm. Now you watch this indie offense. I don't like what I see from Anthony Richardson just because he's so young. He has so much to learn. And uh, he's got no Jonathan Taylor behind him. He's got a mediocre or worse group of wide receivers. Uh, I, I was I was really going to be big on the Colts in this game, but now I'm going to have to pass just because it's not the same Colts offense I envisioned. Patriots, I thought were going to be a much better play in week one, but I did not like what I saw from their offensive line play in the preseason. I might still end up on the Patriots. And then the Jets intrigued me on Monday night. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be on my card, but I'm looking at the Jets plus two and a half against the Bills. Because I think the Bills have some issues, too, that I noticed in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I'm not totally buying into the Aaron Rodgers Jets hype, but I do think the Jets are going to be solid. And uh, in week one at home, I think yep. they should be live dogs. If nothing else, that's a great teaser play on the Jets, too, if yep. you bump it up to eight and a half. All right, Matt, thanks for the time. Have a great week, okay? Okay, you bet. Thanks. There you go. This is VEASAN's Follow the Money on the DraftKings Network. There's plenty more coming up today, including Gojo, Dan Limitard, and Ross Tucker. Follow the Money has two more hours coming up at the top of the hour. We're going to talk to professional sports better Paul Stone. What were the biggest differences in week two openers and his numbers? We'll ask him next here on VEASAN. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Top of the morning to you. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino, kicking off this hour talking more college football as a longtime friend of the show, professional sports better Paul Stone joins the program to talk a little college football. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Doing well. Uh, glad to be with you guys. I'm looking forward to, to week two of college football. We'll get a couple of uh, best bets for you on uh, numbers that are still available here on the board so our audience can uh, get down if they so choose this morning. Before we get uh, some of the bets that you like right now, Paul, uh, can you tell us like some of the biggest adjustments that you made after week one and the performances that you saw and going through the box scores and, and some of the biggest differences you had with the week one openers and your, and your power ratings? Yeah, I'll tell you, first of all, I don't, this is no great revelation here, but, you know, Colorado and Texas State, you know, the two biggest surprises of week one, uh, you know, Colorado's performance uh, victory at TCU has been, been talked about ad nauseum, but I adjusted the Buffaloes by 11 points, which is an, probably an historic high for me uh, after just week one. Adjusted Texas State, first of all, I had Texas State 128 power ranked out of 133 FBS teams, which I think you know, it's pretty much where other people had them as well. But the victory uh, there at Baylor adjusted the Bobcats by 10 points. So with the transfer portal, both those teams went heavily into the portal, made over their rosters, huge adjustments after those week one victories. And then the biggest difference that I had uh, on the openers there at Circa on Sunday morning, the uh, Middle Tennessee-Missouri total opened at 57.5, and I was the first one to the under in that game. 
uh, the line now at uh, 49. Mm-hmm. So eight and a half points value there. Currently, I made the number 51. So opened at 57 and a half. I took the under the line now 49. But I'll say, you know, this past weekend, Circa opened uh, their week one size and totals in, in, on uh, back on June 12th. I had probably an average of about three and a half points value versus the closing line. Had three totals that had 22 and a half points of collective value. And on those 18 bets, I lost money. So that's not how it's going to happen, you know, week in and week out. But I had tons of value, but there's lots of variance in college football. You just got to. You got to roll with it. You got to try to do it again uh, next week, and uh, hope the results go your way next no, time. No so, doubt, uh, ha- have a lot of advan- uh, advantage on that total, though. Yeah, CLV was not very friendly to uh, pros like you and others mm-hmm. for sure, who uh, were betting this stuff many, many weeks slash months ago. Let's begin with the marquee game, then coming up on Saturday night. It's a really good schedule uh, to me, anyway, in college football. Pretty much the entire day, Alabama and Texas. And uh, you want to take a peek at the total here. What do you make of that number right now, Paul, at 56 and a half? Yeah, I tell you, first of all, last year, Texas played two top five teams, uh, those being Alabama and TCU. They rushed in those two games for a total of 107 yards, so average 1.9 yards per carry. That was with B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson. So I think the Longhorns are going to have some difficulty running the ball against the Crimson Tide, third and two. Uh, probably even third and one in some cases, they're going to be throwing it. Uh, I expected Texas's offensive line to be much improved this season uh, with a year of seasoning experience. Uh, but, you know, they were they were far from dominant last week against Rice, to say the least, and Alabama's not Rice. Quinn Ewers, uh, he didn't look like the Heisman candidate. Uh, many had made him out to be against Rice. So, uh, you know, he's going to have to improve. On defense, Texas, I think they're much better especially up front and in the secondary Alabama quarterback, Jalen Milrow. That's a guy the Texas Longhorns know very well. Uh, people who follow recruiting know that he was once committed to Texas. So the staff knows him. They know his tendencies. Milrow's an outstanding athlete and a strong arm. He got, he's got to develop some touch though, in that uh, short range, mid range passing game, Texas last year with Bryce young at quarterback for Alabama, they held the Crimson Tide to 20 points and only 16 first downs. I don't think either team gets out of the 20s in this game. I like Texas and Alabama to stay under the total of 56 and a half. All right, very good. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Paul Stone, our guest. Go to his website. Also follow him on Twitter. Professional sports better talking college football. A very good game in the afternoon with two ranked teams colliding in New Orleans with Old Miss taking on Tulane. Pratt awesome last week in the win against a good South Alabama team only one in completion uh, and they scored a lot of points Old Miss was fantastic as well what do you think of the Old Miss Tulane game yeah I mean I hope realignment first of all I hope realignment and the, the shift of college football in a few years doesn't eliminate games like this but right. this, this is a great game so first of all you know as you acknowledge Tulane was impressive in that 37-17 victory over a Sunbelt favorite South Alabama, a lot of money came in on the Jaguars, but it was uh, not a competitive game. You know, they uh, they dominated. Ulam Stadium there in New Orleans is going to be rocking Saturday uh, with a team from the big bad uh, SEC coming into town. This is usually the type of game that I might be looking long and hard uh, at the home underdog. But in this case, 
Ole Miss's offense, in my opinion, is just too talented. They've got a big-time quarterback in Jackson Dart. Mm-hmm. They've got one of the nation's top running backs in uh, Quinshawn Judkins, who rushed for uh, more than 1,500 yards last year as a true freshman. And they've got a top-five caliber offensive line, only allowed 15 sacks last year. Tulane's defense last year in four of their final five games gave up 410 or more yards. The Green Wave, they got a lot of people back on defense, but two guys they don't have back, big-time linebackers Dorian Williams and Nick Anderson, they combined for 599 career tackles, 56 tackles for loss uh, in their careers there for Tulane. That's a lot of big-time production, not easily replaced. I like Ole Miss to defeat Tulane by double digits. I lay the seven points. Okay, earlier you mentioned Texas State and the big upgrade, huge dogs and an upset Baylor, and were as high as 17 to 1 on the money line, all the transfers that they had come in. And now, after you know the tear down the goalpost win, they take on Texas San Antonio. I was very disappointed in the Roadrunners. Six point move in that game. They lost to Houston and only scored 14 points. Many consider them the best or in the discussion for best team from a non power league. What do you think of the Roadrunners here? You know, there's a lot of things about this game I really like. And first of all, this is a really interesting matchup uh, in this game, pitting two rivals that are separated by just 50 miles uh, on Interstate 35. You got Texas State, as you said, they're on their biggest ever victory in school uh, school history. Shocked Baylor 42-31 Saturday in Waco as four touchdown underdogs. But what's really interesting here, Texas State's first-year 34-year-old head coach, G.J. Kinney, he played his final season of high school football for Texas San Antonio head coach Jeff Trailer mm. uh, at Gilmer High School in the eastern part of Texas. So we have a classic case here of the student going up against the teacher. And I'm going to side with the experience here. You know, we, we like to say in handicapping, what goes up uh, must sometimes come down. They're coming off that big win. Texas San Antonio, on the other hand, trying to avoid an 0-2 start after losing at uh, Houston 17-14 over the weekend. In that game, one thing that really hampered uh, the Roadrunners, seventh-year senior quarterback Frank Harris, he threw three interceptions in a five-minute span in the third quarter. Uh, the Roadrunners, they did move the ball pretty well, 417 yards, but committed eight penalties in addition to the three turnovers. The Roadrunners, 12-4 and four off their last 16 straight-up uh, losses. Um, another thing I want to point out here, I had Texas San Antonio projected to be about a 24 or 24-and-a-half-point favorite before this past weekend's results. Wow, wow. I made the number 16. I'll go with the teacher trailer to beat the pupil Kenny by two touchdowns or more. Lay the 12, take Texas Antonio over Texas State on Saturday. Yeah, very good. And to tie in Texas State again to Colorado, which is where we began, did you grab any of the Buffaloes in the look-ahead numbers, like at plus 8.5 or plus 9 during the summertime against Nebraska? That, that was one of my plays that I made. I took, uh, I think I've got plus 7.5 on that game, Colorado. Made it back, I think, in February or March. Okay. Mm. Well, are you gonna? Are you thinking about coming back with Nebraska plus the three and a half? It's it's, you can get that at several books right now. You know, I hate to, I hate to be a square, but those Buffaloes kind of got me scared. I mean, that's that's big time talent. That Travis Hunter, you know, he just didn't come out of nowhere. He's oh no, the top right. recruit in the entire class of twenty twenty two. He's a big time player. Shador Sanders, big time. The the true freshman running back who caught all the balls out of the backfield. They're obviously not great defensively. 
but they're so high-powered high offensively. I don't think Nebraska can keep up. I think Colorado is going to beat them. Mm. Wow. So if they beat them, then they get Colorado wow. State. Beat them. We're talking about maybe 3-0 Colorado, then taking on Oregon. I mean, that'd be incredible. Oh. You know, Oregon would be a step up in class. I've got an under three and a half uh, ticket on Colorado. I think I'm going to have a ceremony later today and just burn that and maybe put some leaves and sticks and, and something else in there. But that's what we do. You know, sometimes we swing and miss and we swing and yep. miss badly, but you just keep on going. Well, yeah. well that, that, that's yeah. me last night with Clemson. Yeah. I, I, those tickets are set them on fire already. <laughs> Week one tells you a lot, but week two, we're going to start coming back to the center a little bit on All some right. of these yep. teams. So week two is really critical. It'll be interesting. Jordan yeah. says hello, by the way. Pleasure to meet you, my dog. Well, you know, Jordan's just a fine gentleman. He enjoyed the games. He was yep. very cordial. He was very uh, very well behaved, and I'm I just glad glad I got to meet him. It, it was a pleasure spending time with you both. Yeah. <laughs> the feeling was mutual. You got, it. No, you got doubt. it. no doubt. Thanks, Paul. Good luck this week. Hey, good luck, guys. Y'all have a great weekend. Thank you, you sir. Yep. Great to hang out with him Saturday. He's on Twitter and his yeah. podcast, same thing, Paul Stone Sports. The Twitter handle and the podcast name. This is great. I mean, the Colorado thing's one thing, but how about Texas State? Because we talked about it a little bit yesterday. They had the third most amount of transfers coming in, and, and they, they pound Baylor as, uh, you know, the huge upset. So it's I mean, hard to handle. You, who knows what you're going to get? You got 87 new players to Colorado you know and all these new guys with Texas State. I like what you said yesterday a lot. You dialed it back because you didn't know a lot about week one. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's going to have to be an approach taken oh, no. by many moving forward. Brand new teams. Of course. Yeah. Uh, we'll look at today's Major League Baseball card up next. Another great example of just because a team needs to win a game doesn't mean they're going to. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Our NFL betting guide is out throughout the preseason. Lombardi and the experts have been reevaluating every team. It has picks from every on-air host. 
Team-specific preseason analysis, football contest strategies. Save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription. Bet smarter all year long. Sign up today, vcin.com slash subscribe, vcin.com slash subscribe. Pat Forty does a stellar job covering college football for Sports Illustrated. Has for many, many years. You can follow him at uh, on Twitter at ByPat40. And also, the podcast is called College Football Inquirer. Uh, Pat, thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate that. Uh, you were fired up when you guys talked about like your short sample size Heisman takes from week one over Travis Hunter. How could you not be with Colorado? But let's say the Buffaloes win five or six games. That kid plays out of his mind on both sides of the ball. Do you think Heisman voters, despite the record, could fall for the popularity and his impact on both sides? Uh, I would hope they will at least strongly consider it, and I am one. Uh, you know, it's just it's an unprecedented uh, thing that he's trying to do here, uh, in, in, at least in the last 35 years. And the last guy that did anything remotely like this was Gordy Lockbaum, who played at the FCS level. So at a high level, uh, Champ Bailey didn't do this. Charles Woodson didn't do this. Chris Gamble at Ohio State didn't do this. Can he sustain it all year? Can you play 129 snaps every game and be not just a spot player on both sides, but a full-time player? I, I don't know. seems like a heck of a lot to ask, but wow. I mean, what an incredible performance to be sprinting all over the field in coverage and running routes and doing everything Travis Hunter did. That is unique. And the Heisman should go to the best college football player I think he staked a very nice claim after one week. All very good points. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It was intriguing and odd to see so many people who cover the sport and were at the game saying, I have no idea what to expect from this Colorado team. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a makeover of a program unlike any we've ever seen. I mean, you replace that many players and it's, it's totally brand new. You know, even these guys have never played before. They've never come together. And a lot of them had never even played at the FBS level. And boy, did they show out. I mean, talk about rising to the occasion. I mean, the everything about it from a Colorado standpoint, they were much tougher on the lines of scrimmage than I think most of us expected, especially the offensive line. They executed at a high level. They were good in the clutch, big fourth downs, drives they had to finish. Uh, Shadur Sanders sure didn't look like a guy who had spent two years playing at the FCS level. I mean, he was great. The execution, all of it. I mean, that was a well-coached team mm -hmm. that was ready for a big moment. Well yes. said. Well yep. said. Much more so than a team like Florida, who we saw on the opener Thursday night against Utah, which is a credit prime there, right? So then do you think the team falls back to earth a little bit, comes back to earth on Saturday against Nebraska? Or do you not want to bet against prime right now? <laughs> I wouldn't bet against him. I really wouldn't. And, you know, I, Colorado does not have, like, an SEC-level rabid fan base, but I think that place is going to be bananas on Saturday when Nebraska comes to Boulder. And, you know, the excitement has got to just be immense there, uh, and that I think they're going to ride a nice wave of, of home field advantage. Nebraska doesn't look very good. Uh, they certainly, you know, looked like kind of like same old Nebraska in the loss to uh, Minnesota. And I, I would not bet against Deion Sanders right now at your peril. I, I agree that there, there seems like there's a definite chance for 
Like they fired this huge shot, and then can they back it up the next week? But mm-hmm. again, I wouldn't bet against them. Okay, I, I was going to ask you that too because it was a polarizing press conference. You know, like the, the media is supposed to root for the team they cover. Uh, what, what he did with the reporter, but he, he also, and it's a great story. People are rooting for him, and it's a great coaching job, even if they win five games. It's like they—he was acting like they won the Super Bowl, though. <laughs> of course, uh, you know the funny thing is. Like, we know who Deion Sanders is. He's been this way his entire life. As a player, he was this guy. So now as a coach, he's the same guy. Just because he's now Coach Sanders doesn't mean he's less cocky or less bombastic. Uh, If anything, he's maybe a little bit more so. And he just – he says what coaches think but don't say, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There are coaches out there that are like – Oh, yeah, none of you, they would sit in the press conference, they'd look out at everybody, and they're like, none of you guys believed in us. Hey, they won't say it, but Dion just, heck, mm-hmm. he'll say it. Uh-huh. Uh, he'll call people out. And, I mean, saying at halftime, Travis Hunter should be in the, you know, the race for the Heisman. Coaches don't say that. He just operates complete. He approaches the job so differently than the people we've been used to hearing for decades and decades. It's, just, it's so fascinating to me just how different he is. Yeah, and if I may, and we're talking to Pat Forty here on Follow the Money is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. If I'm a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid, as I said yesterday, I mean, Colorado, if I'm a four- or five-star kid, I would want to target Colorado as my number one spot. You hear him talk about one of his players at halftime like, like that, you're going to say, sign me up. And not to pick on you know somebody like Dabo Sweeney, but you watched that last night. The guy hates the NIL. He hates the transfer portal. It's like, who would you rather play for between a guy like yeah. Deion Sanders and Dabo Sweeney? Yeah, that's the uh, recent past and the immediate future of college football in, in two snapshots right there. You know, Embrace the transfer portal. Uh, promote your players at length. Yeah. Uh, dive into the modern era versus being dragged into it, kicking and screaming like Dabo, and Dabo's program looks outdated right now. I mean, they, 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 as you mentioned, doesn't like the transfer portal, was slow to warm up to NIL, uh, always promoted from within until he started running out of good assistance. Then he went out this year and got Garrett Riley at high dollars, but that offense still looks the same. Uh, yep. I watched that, and... Uh, Clemson now has lost four of its last eight, and three of them have been thumpings, like no doubt, like beaten badly. And this is Duke. Uh, I think that these are big warning signs for where Clemson's going. Yeah, well said. Uh, You've seen it all in all your time covering this sport, and I thought you were so good, uh, as you always are, the last couple months on your podcast. We also had news Friday before the games kicked off. The the level of uh, embarrassment, anger, just uh, uh, how absurd this is with realignment and how Pac-12 probably could have an all-time season and then go away forever? Yeah, that part of it is just, it's, it's astounding and appalling, really. That I, first of all, that we, that, that we as a sport have killed the Pac-12 is astounding and appalling. Secondly, that, yeah, they, the irony that they could have this incredible season, they're 13-0 and right now, and year after year after year, we usually see Pac-12 teams start by, flopping against an FCS opponent or a group of five team, and they just don't look very good. And now, I mean, everybody looks good in that league, and they're never going to play together again after this season. Uh, It's inexcusable to me what college sports is allowed to happen. Terrible leadership from the university president, athletic director, and conference commissioner levels. Uh, Television making these decisions for people 
nobody having the backbone to fight back and say, this mm-hmm. isn't good for our sport, and we're getting what we get. Yep, yep, well done, well said. Uh, what do you think of Alabama-Texas Saturday? Um, yeah, the real prove-it ground for, uh, for Texas. We've said it time and time and time again. You know, the, the Texas's back chronicles uh, gets another chapter, <laughs> and they, have, they haven't been back in any of the other previous chapters. Uh, last year, I think we all came out of that game thinking, oh, maybe, and then eh, they find some games to lose. This year, I think they've got the talent to, to go toe-to-toe with Alabama. Um, do they have the toughness? Do they have the experience? We will see. Alabama, I, I will say, Jalen Milrow played very well, I thought, for a guy that uh, had been questioned quite a bit, including by me, uh, coming into the season. You know, I think going into Tuscaloosa is still going to be awfully tough for Texas to do to, to win the game, but I don't expect them to be outmanned and, and pushed around. No, I mean, I thought Texas gave that game away several times last year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely should have defeated Alabama at home. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that yes, that was one of those where that was when I you really I looked more at Alabama. I was like, oh, what's wrong with this team? That mm-hmm. is not the Alabama we're used to seeing, and it wasn't. Um, but, you know, Texas, again, that personnel-wise, they should be okay in this game. Now, can they execute at a high enough level? Uh, to win it, we'll find out. You can read Pat in Sports Illustrated. Follow him on Twitter at ByPat40 and uh, does a great job with the podcast as well with uh, Wetzel and uh, Dellinger. Uh, it's called the Fol- uh, College Football Inquirer. We love talking to you, Pat. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate that. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. There you go. Uh, Pat40 with us. A lot Good of great stuff. points, no doubt. Good, uh, good point, too, and a good question about Dabo or Dion. Well, to me, it's a no-brainer. How about after, after the game, after that debacle last night, he says, well, we brought, the, we brought him in, the new offensive coordinator, to run the Clemson offense. He's, he's coordinating the Clemson offense, he right, said. Right, Well, what the hell is the Clemson offense? Yeah, what does that mean exactly? Why wouldn't the guy come in and bring, why can't he bring the TCU offense in? That's wouldn't correct. you want that? That's, that? Isn't that why you hired I, that guy? I don't get that at all. I mean, it's, or was it's it a- out, the stuff they run and they've been doing is outdated. But again, the great quarterback and talent they've had has has covered it up. Uh, As always, shop around. I made a first touchdown score bet yesterday for Thursday's game. His odds were between 7-1 and 15-1. I'll tell you which player coming up next. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. What a thrill this is going to be. It's good to have you on board. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. And in this hour, the owner, the CEO of this great property, Derek Stevens, joins us in studio as uh, week one is now upon us. It's great to see you, pal. How you been? Excellent, excellent. Love this week, don't you? Oh, my God. How could you be more fired up than this? Yeah, thanks That's a lot, right. guys. I appreciate oh you guys having me on. Of course. You bet. Appreciate you it. bet. Okay, thanks. so uh, you're sitting right now a little bit shy of 7,000 entries in a Circa Survivor, right? It's an $8 million guarantee, 1000 bucks a pop. People can get 10 entries per person, so you need to get 8000 in there for no overlay. It's going to go over 8000 but does it go over 9000 Does it come close to touching 10000 at this stage? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, uh, our whole goal is to get to eight thousand and one, but I, I, th- I think we're going to do that. We're, we're currently, um, as of last night, we had six thousand eight hundred and ninety entries, so we need a little more than eleven hundred in the next few days. 
Um, I think we'll get there, uh, but uh, but I don't think it's going to blow through the 8,000 by, by too, too much. Um, what I'm excited about, though, is uh, it's already guaranteed to be the, the largest football contest, legal football contest ever. I mean, this mm-hmm. this was the contest that was the biggest contest ever last year at 6100 and now we know we're going over $8 million. This will be uh, this will set the new records. So that's pretty cool. You were really looking at uh, 10, 11,000 at one point, and, and now you see where you're at, where you just mentioned. It, it, when you run the numbers and you're looking at it, people are waiting until the last second, though, so you expect a big push in the la- next couple of days. I expect a big push. We're going to see the big push in the circa millions. Uh, okay. Because um, I think with the EV that's sitting out there, um, you know, people are going to come out of the woodwork. I think there's a handful of positive EV players that are kind of waiting to see what type of positive EV they get. I mean, we're guaranteeing $6 million in the Circa Millions. And as of last night, we had 4,003 entries. So if you look at $4 million, you've got, you've got a much better chance. You're going to have a positive EV type of situation. So that's where the value is. So I got a, I got a feeling the last 72 hours, you have a lot of people signing up to Millions because of the positive EV. And I think, I mean, I think obviously with, with Survivor, um, it's, uh, it's it's something where you got people coming with tens and groups and things like sure, that. Right. And I'm aware of a handful of groups that are be coming in over the next few weeks that are that are that are kind of coming in after it a little bit. Well, you think enough to eliminate what would be an overlay, or would you still say that we're going to get an overlay here? I think we're gonna we're gonna go over in Survivor. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have an overlay in millions. Yeah. Yeah. More Do than you, you think we get more than five thousand. I think I think that might be a fair number. I mean, last year the overlay was a million four. Um, you know, I think it's going to come in somewhere between a uh, maybe about half a million would be would be the overlay. I would think so. Good ten percent overlay. Uh-huh. Do you think the shenanigans in the last week with the Arizona Cardinals have helped or hurt Survivor? Oh, I don't know that it's hurt. I think it's. I've heard a lot more stories at the bar. We're going to get into the, these different strategies. Mm-hmm. I think the. Uh, I think the the strategy of the single team fade has become a little bit more uh, a little bit more talked about, particularly with this thought that Kyler Murray's got to be healthy in March of next year. So I think there's a lot lot more uh, people talking this year about oh I'm going to fade the Cardinals than maybe what we saw in the last couple of years where you're isolating on one team. Okay, so I mean for weeks everybody thought the Commanders were going to be a sexy Week One pick, and that was before some of the the trades and then some of the guys that they waived or they released. If you had to put a number on it right now of a percentage of entries that'll be on Washington against Arizona in week one, if I made that number 40%, I'm going over. You're going to go over. You I, even I would hesitate. go way over. Way over. Yeah. I, 60? I, would, I would say I would, I'd be closer to, I'd be closer to, closer to 50% for sure. Okay. I, I think definitely the Panthers are, I'm sorry, the commanders are, uh, are the, uh, are the week one. Heavy, heavy selection. Yeah. That's for sure. I wanted to be conservative there on purpose, but you think 50, 50, wow. And then what, imagine that. Imagine Arizona shows up and steals game one. <clears throat> yeah. Be, Half the contest so, is wiped out. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm, I'm obviously <laughs> hoping that's not the case because I want people to last and enjoy this. But, uh, but I definitely think that's going to be the, uh, 
that will be the number one selection. Of course, you know, you still have a few things that might happen between between now uh, yeah. now and, and game time, but uh, but I would say that would be number one. Oh, who's behind them then? Do you get nuts with Mitt? Do you trust Kirk Cousins? Do you don't want to burn Baltimore early? Maybe Seattle becomes interesting without Cup. By the way, they uh, they sell these here. You have to come in and get them when you look at your uh, your schedule maker <laughs> at the at the Circa gift shop and also at the D. These things are phenomenal, the big and the small. Um, but what do you think follows Washington as most popular? Yeah, I think after that, I think you're going to see uh, the Vikings. Vikings going to be the number two selection would be would be okay. uh, something I would think. I think um, the the reason being is there's there's too many reasons to save the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. You don't want to blow the Ravens in Week One necessarily, so I think it's going to go Commanders Vikings. What would be uh, would be what I would think as of this morning. Yeah, because when you look at the Vikings again playing in that division. How many spots are you going to look at and say, I like the Vikings in this game. I got to save them. I mean, it's week one might be the the number one game for Minnesota all year long to play them. Yeah, I mean, you know, they got some easy games on the road, but I mean, they do. But, 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 but some people don't like taking road teams. I don't yep. like taking a road team. So, yep. sure. so yeah, when you look at the Viking schedule and go all the way across, well, you're not going to take them at home against the Chiefs. You're not taking them home against the uh, 49ers. Nope. You know, you're, you're, you're not really going to yep. – I don't know. You're going to take them at home against New Orleans? Maybe. Oof. Maybe. Oof, Are you going to take them at home against the against a, a divisional, against the Lions or the Green or Green Bay? No. So, I mean, I don't see where you use Minnesota. There's just not that many – Spots out of, out of this out of the whole schedule where, where you see where you see the Vikings sure. maybe maybe one one or two more but uh, that'd be about it. Now, what do you think the approach is going to be from I don't know some of the people involved in the contest with the Thursday night game? Do you think people will go to war with like all ten entries on either side? Because the Chiefs again they play on Christmas, so you might want to hang on to the Chiefs for a little yeah. bit as well. But do you, tell us about what you think is going to happen with the Lions potentially. Yeah, I think I think you're going to see you're going to see some uh, some ent- entries going on the lines, uh, and 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 I agree. Maybe not the Chiefs as much because the Chiefs are, are probably the one team out of 32 that need to be protected. The way the schedule plays out, because Christmas is so critical. Mm-hmm. I don't know where else you go where you, where else you go on Christmas other than other than Kansas City. So this is one you definitely want to hang on to. But I can see people making the play on the Lions. Uh, particularly the people that are coming in with the full house level of 10, taking a shot on the Lions, and then if it blows, then they re-up. It's a pretty expensive uh, w- way to go about doing it, but but, I, but, I'm, but I'm sure we're going to see people taking Lions uh, just to uh, just to survive the week two and then, and then roll from there. It all depends on a person's bankroll. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if they come heavy, heavy-handed, they want to do this because it's – imagine if they can steal that one with the Lions in week one. Right, exactly. Very true. I mean, we'll see I mean, on, on, uh, on some of the strategies we'll, we'll go through here. Bankroll is a, is a key component of, of how, you gotta, how, how you've got to set up your strategy for the year. Last year, I think last year, wasn't it close to a pick em, the game? Bills ran – how many people do, yeah. do you think yeah. went – did the option right off the bat? Just to get to week two, because yeah, we a lot of people were talking about that. We had a we had a pretty good pretty good number. I think there were uh, 30, 30 or uh, thirty or forty selections. I think on that opening Thursday night game. I could okay. Can you take us through and our listeners just how and the staff you have here about what you've built and and how how you see the entries and what it was when you started and what you thought you could accomplish here, where when you started with the with the new property and what you thought you could build this up to. Yeah, um, 
you know, it's not lost on me that uh, that this is, you know, circa millions five. So our fifth year doing this. And maybe a lot of people don't remember. We wanted to do Survivor right from year one, but there was no software written. So we couldn't do it. We had to, mm. we started Survivor up, you know, in the second year of the millions. And um, we uh, we always thought we had, we had something where we could kind of grow it. But it's not lost on me thinking about the fact that, you know, we're guaranteeing fourteen million dollars right now, and I never, never once had that that as a thought in my mind five years ago. I mean, we started off um, thinking about, well, we better guarantee something. We're kind of a new upstart company, so let's guarantee a million dollars, and we hit it. And it was like a million five, three million, and you know, so that's kind of how how it ratcheted up. So, you know, I, I still think about yeah the amount of meetings I had with you know Jeff Benson and with Matt Metcalf, Mike Palm. Uh, um, Drew McCluzak thinking about, well, what are we going to do? Uh, we all kind of agree we have to put a guarantee out there. And we took a little guarantee and kind of grew from there. So it's pretty awesome to see. Well, what I love about it is that it kind of shows like, yeah, there's a lot of people around this country that love football contests. I mean, you oh guys my know God, I love they ever. Yeah. So it's awesome. And we never had anything like this before. Yeah. And so it's like, as Paulie and I have said over and over and over again, the contests were all built around the point spread, um, some college contests as well. But we kind of like lost sight of outside of this little bubble called Las Vegas, people across the country and the continent and the world. Yeah, they like doing other things as well. And Survivor is massive. And so you yeah. found that you, you, I mean, hit it out of the park. And so you talked about you never thought it was going to get this big. Well, at this point, clearly you're going to go to like nine, ten million dollars in guarantees <laughs> next year. Let's let's get through. Let's get through Saturday, and then we can start talking about that. But but obviously, we have an interest in growing these football contests as best we can. And you know, with Circus Sports, uh, you know, launching in Illinois shortly, and then um, you know, we signed a deal to do something in Kentucky and and start growing. You know, the more states Circus Sports can get into, the the more interest level we have of keep bumping these things up. Yeah, and you've done it every single year since then. It's followed the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, owner, CEO of uh, Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, uh, Derek Stevens. Up next, we'll continue with Derek because I, I love the, the schedules that you brought in again. This one here, the life-size one is like, I don't know, what is that, three feet by two feet, whatever it is. It's a huge calendar or a huge schedule that you put up uh, in your office. And you have so many strategies to use for the Merlin reversal, the double uh, option that you talked about, several others as well. Derek will run them all down for you coming up next here on VSIN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.